Good morning, everyone. It's Dr. B, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Inspirational Podcast. So today's podcast is about the power of your mind. Now, I could do a hundred podcasts on this because there are so many different facets of it. You know, I'm forever humbled by the human brain, including my own and yours, everybody. The brain is like, wow, talk about the, you know, the last great frontier for man. Just understand the brain and how it works. So today I want to talk about thought and what that does to us. So let me break this down into something that is somewhat simple for the most complex thing in the universe, the brain. The brain is filled with neurons. A neuron is basically, it's a cell. The body's made of trillions and trillions of cells. And the brain is no exception because it houses billions of those particular cells. And they all communicate to each other. I want you to picture like uh, you're at an NFL football game. And someone starts to do the wave. And before you know it, 60 to 70,000 people are all doing the wave together. You see, they're all communicating together. They know the outcome and they're working together as a unit to make something called the wave. Now, take those 60 to 70,000 people and magnify them on a scale unthinkable, all puns intended, that there are now billions of people doing the same thing working together to create a specific behavior, a specific outcome called the wave. Inside of your brain, for instance, on a daily basis, that's you having a thought about something you'd like to have for dinner. What? Doc, you're losing your mind, pun intended again. No, it's like this. There are so many neurons in the brain that they're all connected to each other. For all you neuroscience people out there, we call it the homologous nature of the brain, which means it's all working together. It always does. We don't just have one area that provides for vision and another area that provides for smell and another one that provides for thought. The whole darn thing is working together. What you see affects what you say. What you feel affects your behavior. They all work together. So, My point is, is that there's billions and billions of neurons in the brain and they're all connecting to each other. And how do they do that? Why do they do that? Well, they do that because of stimulation from our environment. Think about it. When you were a kid, right, your brain was like 300 grams, which is, you know, maybe the size of a baseball. And then after maybe a decade of living on this planet, maybe two decades, your brain is now maximum size at around 1300 grams. So you went up about a thousand grams. Is that because you got brand new cells and a whole bunch new more ones or more cells were put into the brain? The answer is no. It's actually that those neuron cells have begun to communicate with their neighbors on such extensive levels that it's taking up the volume in your head. So a child's head is smaller than the adult version that head. So in other words, the brain itself is a constant evolving system. Then as you go to school and as you learn things in life in and out of school, the brain develops connections with each other. And the more and more connection, the bigger, the bigger, or should I say the bigger, the size of the brain. 
Now, it's not that somebody's going to grow a brain that's, you know, 10 times bigger than yours. It's just that that's the general process of how it works, that the brain neurons are all connected together. So now we have all these neurons connected together. And today, they're giving you the sensation that you're really aggravated with this person that's sitting next to you. So you're at work and you're thinking about them right now and you're not liking anything about them. So the neurons in your brain are now spinning a pattern of communication with each other that's making you feel crappy. You're like, yeah, what's the point? Well, you're not doing anything to that person sitting next to you. That's not happening. Anything that's deleterious is happening in you because of the way you think about that. So your brain begins to secrete certain chemicals based upon the pattern of firing that it's getting in this moment because you don't like this person. And all that chemistry is going to leak into your body. It's negative stress chemistry. And then it's going to pollute your body and make you sick, which is going to make you feel like crap, which again feeds itself back to the brain. And the brain says, huh, well, if you think I didn't like this guy, look at the guy sitting next to him. He's a total loser. Now you're thinking about that person the same way. And before you know it, you find yourself isolated because no one wants to be around you because your behavioral pattern, which is based upon how you think, is a mess. It's like, well, yeah, that kind of stinks. Of course it does. Here's the interesting thing, though. You can actually change the way you think anytime you want to. I mean, it's not that big a deal. You could just look at them and say, ugh, look at that person. I can't stand them. You know, in that moment, you could decide, uh, all right, I'm feeling this, but I don't like the way I feel because this isn't who I want to be. I, I want to be a person that accepts others. So I know that I'll be accepted as well. I want to lead by example. I want to feel good each day. So make something up in your head. Look at that person and say, that's someone's brother. That's someone's father. That's someone's son. That's someone's best friend. And you know what? I don't need to be judging them because I know one thing's going to happen. I'm going to fire specific circuits in my brain, which are going to make me feel crappy. And I just don't want to feel that way. Okay. Well, that was easy. Make a change. Think about this for a second. Let me give you a scenario. You, I want you to kind of close your eyes for a moment. If you're driving, obviously don't close your eyes. But think about something that's happened in the last, I don't know, last 30 days. Something that really irked you. Something you didn't like. It just got you very frustrated and angry. Think about that for a second. There you go. You're like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Now, I want you to think of this. I want you to imagine yourself in one of the most amazing places. Maybe someplace you've already been already. So I'm going to say mine is, if you've listened to my podcast before, it's Positano in southern Italy on the Amalfi Coast. If I close my eyes and feel the morning sunshine on the deck of the villa, I feel my entire body relax. I feel amazing. I'm there right now. I could see the boats pulling up on the Mediterranean. I can smell the garlic from the restaurants. I mean, what? The warmth of the sun on my body. Every single piece of my physiology is relaxed. My toes are relaxed. My arms are relaxed. I'm sitting in the sunshine, feeling the warmth of that sun on my face. And in this moment, I'm there. I'm actually there right now. What an amazing feeling. Now let me shift it back for a moment. Let me get back to work. Let me get back to my work. Maybe I have a patient who decides that 
she should be coming in to see me on the weekend and decides to show up two hours late while I'm doing paperwork. You know, that irks me. That aggravates me. This person doesn't even say I'm sorry or excuse herself. She just basically leaves it out there for me to have to deal with it. And I don't like it. And you can hear in my voice right now how quickly I'm changing my behavior as a consequence of reliving that again and again, because it really disrespects me. And if you know my operating system, because you've listened to other podcasts, it's disrespect. I don't like it. Wow. There's a comedy of errors right there, huh? Two different constructs. One is negative, one is positive. But there was a distinct shift and change in my overall behavior and physiology when I decided to entertain the negative thought as compared to entertain the positive thought. Hmm. Listen, there's going to be days, right? When nothing seems to be going well, everything's a mess, and you begin to worry. And you worry most of the day, and it might turn into a panic attack. Now you have this general anxiety disorder, which somebody has created for you, some medical person who put this diagnosis upon you, and now you're believing this, that you have this disorder. When in reality, you just think like crap based upon things that have already happened to you. And there's the key right there. Most of the reason or the way that the brain neurons connect to each other and the response that we get in our head emotionally is not based upon the moment we're in. It's actually based upon reflections of things that have already happened in our lives. There are certain events that take place in our lives. I mean, this if you've lived past five, for crying out loud, I'm 55. How many things have happened in my life that I've had to deal with? And have they brought emotion? Yes, they have. And therefore, when I have a negative thought or a negative emotion towards someone or something, that's not usually a brand new thing. That's just a reflection of how my brain has become conditioned by the events of my past. I'm like, oh, if I just have that awareness that somebody right now is not really trying to piss me off, they're just doing what they do and I'm interpreting it that way. Oh, so it's about me. Of course it is. If you think it's about them trying to screw you, it's probably not. Realistically, everybody's got a bunch of junk they have to deal with. We just interpret things poorly at times, and as a consequence, we struggle with it. But I can tell you this. At the end of the day, when you're struggling and you have anxiety, remember, it's only because there's a bunch of neurons in your brain that are all zapping off and talking to each other right now in this way. Whatever you're experiencing, it isn't real in the first place. The only place it's real ever is in the way these neurons fire. So what's a good way to stop them from firing? Change your environment. Get out of there. Give a new stimulus to create a new pattern of firing of the brain and you could forget about it. I mean, it's like watching a sporting event. Your team loses. You're ready to shoot yourself. You're going cuckoo. You've broken the TV. You're so upset. Okay, this isn't reality. This isn't going to last a lifetime. It's just neurons all talking to each other. And you've experienced loss before and it hurts. So what do you do? Go to bed. Just relax the entire brain, get some rest, wake up tomorrow, and begin a new day in your life. But if you wake up thinking about the game, then you're living in your past. If you wake up thinking about your divorce and thinking about your ex, you're living in the past. You're constantly driving the same neurons to fire over and over and over and over. And by firing these negative neurons, or they're not negative neurons, but neurons that create a negative effect, You release negative brain chemistry into the bloodstream, which affects your body. It makes your body sick. Now your brain and your body are one. They become the same. 
You're miserable, not only in the way you think, but your physical body's miserable with it. And come on, man, how can you live your happiest life when you're physically damaged and beaten up by your own thoughts? Let alone your behaviors suck so bad because of your negative thinking that nobody really wants to spend time with you and you find yourself alone more often than having these wonderful connections with other people. And the only distinctive difference is the awareness of the fact that this is what's going on in you. We have to be aware that neurons are firing. That's why you feel, oh, well, can I change that, Doc? Yes, you can. You can change that, but it's going to take a monumental effort. The question is, do you want to feel different than the way you do today? And by the way, you probably felt the same way for so long that you don't even know the difference of what it would be like to feel better. But it can happen. It certainly can happen. So here's kind of an interesting way of looking at it. If during your day you have some negative thought. I don't care what it is. Let's say you went to the gym and you saw some people working out and they don't work out correctly. They're doing something that you know will not help them. So immediately you start thinking, look at this dope. That's ridiculous. It doesn't seem like much because you didn't say it out loud, but you said it in your brain. So you fired the same frequencies in the brain over and over. In the moment that you do that, step back for a second in your head and say, oh, all right, I'm aware. I'm, I listened to what Pete said. And I'm aware that I just did that. It's okay. We're human. We're all going to do this stuff. But to be aware of it means you're superhuman. And who wants to be superhuman? Well, I do. And I think you do too. Otherwise, you would be listening to this podcast in the first place. So if you want to be superhuman, just remind yourself, oh, did I just do that? I don't want to do that. That's not the person I want to be. It's definitely not the person I want to be. And it's not how I want to feel. So just look at that person and say, I hope they're okay and that they improve. Maybe you go over and offer some help. I don't know. But to pick on them in your own head stinks. And if you go one step further and you voice some negative opinion, you're going to pollute the room like bad breath. And before you know it, because infection, I mean, uh, uh, behaviors are infectious and emotions are infectious, people in the room are following your cue. And what are, what are you doing? Is this what you wanted to do? Affect other people negatively? Well, certainly not myself. You know, my own doctrine is... Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, like, I want to be a man of integrity. I want to be a man of honor and I want to help other people to discover what's truly authentic about themselves. That's who I am, you know? So I, I need to be as, as truthful and honest as I can. And by doing that, I ask myself the question, who do I want to be? And I want you to ask that same question of yourself. Who do you want to be? How do you want people to receive you in the world and how will that make you feel? Well, a man of integrity and honor and trust, that's who I want to be. So in the moment when I feel temptation or in the moment where I feel like I want to bastardize somebody or get upset, I then think of that. Is that the behavior of a man of integrity? No, not at all. Matter of fact, that's the opposite of that. So then I start thinking about integrity. That's what I want. And in this moment, even though I want to choke this person, I go, that is not a man of integrity. So what I've done in that moment is I shifted my brain from thinking about choking somebody to just letting it go and being a man of integrity. All that happened within a second. But if I have to do this a hundred times a day, then so be it. But over a period of time, a month, a year, a decade, the way you see things and the way you respond to it in regards to the brain neurons is different now. 
Listen, your past is not your future. Your past is your past. And if it's sorted and it's filled with a lot of painful events, those painful events have shaped the way the neurons fire. And therefore, your go-to is negative, always. And therefore, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that anymore, doc. Well, then don't. Slowly pick yourself out of there. And listen, habits die hard, man. They're not easy. You have to be you know, vigilant, consistent. Every time you have a negative feeling, remind yourself, I don't want to feel this way. This is not what I signed up for. Maybe you start thinking of the warmth of laying on the beach or on the, in the villa in Positano, where you feel the warmth on your skin. Like, what does that have to do with anything? It's the feeling, my friends. It's taking yourself away of that negative thing that you have in your head at the moment and shifting it within seconds. It's like a a knee-jerk response. The minute I feel negative, I'm going to think about something else, something that makes me feel good. And it needs to be consistent with who you want to be in life. You want to be a leader, then lead. And then lead by example and lead by the way you think. These are important parameters and not enough of us are aware of these things. So last but not least, I want to just bring attention to anxiety and depression. These two things are seriously connected to the brain frequencies and the way they're firing. And much of that is associated with the events of our past and the behaviors that it's creating today to leave us disconnected from people that could help us to feel joyful and happy about life again. You see, depression has been taught to us and anxiety that these are abnormalities of the brain. So the brain is filled with, you know, eight different lobes, four on each side. There's the emotional limbic system. There's the dorsal and lateral and medial prefrontal cortex of, of the frontal brain is just words I'm throwing at you. You probably don't know what they are, but it doesn't matter. In other words, you have this structural brain and there's something wrong with the structure. So you're not secreting dopamine. So we're going to give you a medication and that's going to make you feel better. And after about six months, the way you feel will begin to revert back to the way you were and we're going to up the dose. And every time we up the dose, you're going to gain weight and get fat because it's going to insult, going to elevate your insulin and you're going to wind up depositing more fat around your waist, which is going to make you feel worse about who you are. So we're going to give you another medication and it's just a vicious cycle. And in reality, the vast majority of us have lost our connection with other people. We've lost that desire to dream and to feel amazing about who we are. We lose that over time. Or maybe we never developed it, but we could develop connections with people. We could feel joy and happiness You know, I could certainly think about, you know, sitting on that that porch overlooking the Mediterranean with my wife next to me holding her hand. Not only am I lying in a beautiful, warm environment where I want to be, but I'm with the person I love. And maybe the kids are there with me and they're, you know, on the beach or doing something else. But I understand that I've driven connection with other people and that makes me feel happy. That's why we want to really look at our lives and decide who do we want to be and how do you want to feel every day of your life. We need to make connections with other people. And it's often that when I see people come into my office for treatment, they are depressed and anxious. And then I talk with them for a while and I kind of get an understanding, not about you know the amygdala of the brain and the sinuatrial node in the heart and the way it beats secondary to the autonomic translation from the frontal cortex. I mean, come on, man. Let's get out of there for a minute. I mean, it's still an important piece, but the more important piece is what's going on in your life? What have you been doing? 
gosh, Doc, you know what? I've been stressed out. I, my, my child has cancer. And I, I just can't seem to get over it. And here comes the emotion. Then the tears come. And it's, since then I've been running scared in complete fear that he's going to die. I can't shake it. My sleep is off. I'm barely eating. I'm a mess. Okay. Okay, I understand. Well, let me add some support, some love, some caring. I want you to understand that somebody loves you and cares for you that's not your family. There are people in this world that are just driven to help and love others. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to do all that I can to help give you a new perspective so that you can rebuild your connection. And connections drive everything. I mean, the size of the human brain is pretty big. When you look at the size of a brain of a human compared to a rhinoceros, obviously, you know, if you hold two hands open, that's, you know, like grasping water, your brain would fit in there. But if you are a rhino, which is three or 4,000 pounds, your brain's no bigger than a kiwi fruit. Wow. Yeah, humans have these amazing brains. Why are our brains so big? Because they need to be able to process all the social cues that it takes to live within community. And that community drives security and protection and love and honor. These are all driven by community and being with people. Now, certainly there are some negative pieces of the community, people that don't play by the rules, but they could be ostracized from the community and replaced by somebody else. So they could be changed over time. They could learn about themselves and become part of a community by changing the brain. The brain is plastic. We call it, anytime you learn, it's called to plasticize. Really? Plastic? Like Dow chemical? No, no, no. Plastic meaning that it can change. It's moldable. It's called learning and we can do it anytime we want. You're doing it right now by listening to this podcast. So at the end of the day, this week, try this little exercise. For every time you get a negative emotion, which is probably going to be hundreds of times a day, immediately counter the emotion by one of two things. Number one, Think of your place, yourself in a place where you absolutely would rather be than in this spot now. And that'll shift your brain neurons from processing the negative stimulus into a more positive stimulus or a more neutral stimulus. Number two, which is a little more advanced, you could look at the situation that you're in and ask yourself this question. What else could this mean? Hmm. And when you answer it, make it positive. You know, it's like the person that comes into the office that's screaming and yelling at everybody before they even, you know, start their day or the professor that comes in and slams his books down in your lecture hall. It's like, what's going on? Well, he's just an ass pipe. That's who he is. That's who she is. Okay, you could say that, but that's not going to work for you. That's going to agitate your own internal system. You could say, oh, I wonder what's going on with them. They seemed a little agitated this morning. I wonder if they're okay. I hope everything's good with them. And maybe at the end of the class, you go down and you just talk to them for a second. That's all. Hey, professor, you know, or hey, Joey or Mary at work. How you been? What's going on? How you been doing? They'll tell you in their behavior, in the way they speak, in their posturing. And then you do your very best to leave them with something positive. That's all. But in reality, who did you really leave the positive to? You left it to yourself. That's pretty cool, huh? Now, Will this shift the brain? Yes, it will. In time, what will happen? You're more apt to see the positive than you are to see the negative. 
that'll improve your relationships, your finances, your uh, health significantly. Your body will shift and change as you feel more positive. You'll be able to emit these electromagnetic frequencies that are coming from your brain and your heart through this process of coherence where your whole body begins to just resonate a happy and more positive you. And people will pick that up. They're going to want to be around you and they're going to want to bring their best when they're around you because they know that when they're with you, they're expecting that, that they need to be their best. And you're driving that without even your words. You're driving that with who you are and how you feel and how you present when you walk in the room. It's literally a temperament and you develop a temperament of, of honesty, integrity, and, and, and valor. These are the things that I talked about earlier. And once you start to bring those Man, where do you see what happens to your life? You're going to start feeling Positano on your face, you know, 360 times a year and only 65 times do you feel negative and angry. Those are good odds to live by. So going forward this week, understand that it's the neurons that control the show and they've been conditioned inappropriately to leave you feeling negative, angry, and filled with emotions that don't work for you. The minute you have those, Thousands of times a day, shift your focus to some place you want to be. You don't have to say it out loud. Just close your eyes and do it for a second, and that'll shift it. And over a period of time, you're going to start to feel amazing. So that's what I got for you today. And I hope that um, you take heed on some of the things that I said and uh, make a big difference, not only in your life, but for those people around you. Okay, so Dr. P, I'm checking out.